With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Champagne corks were popping after this win at Addington on Friday night. Win 2,500 in the New Zealand career of Mark Purden. Bollinger leads at the 400 by three quarters. See ya, Art Chelpatch into it three wide. Lumen Shaley in the trail held up happy place and then Warlock and Magic four. 29 3 the third quarter. It's Bollinger for home. Breathing down his neck. Lumen Shaley sticking on. See ya, Art. No run. Happy place and then Chelpatch. Leader Bollinger. Lumen Shaley can't get there for now. See ya, Art running on. Still Bollinger in front from Lumen Shaley. See ya, Art. Bollinger, Lumen Shaley. It's hats off to you, Mark Purden. Two and a half. Half thousand wins and you'll do it with Bollinger. Second across Lumen Shaley. See ya, Art. May have it wasn't a nervous watch because Lumen Shaley also trained by Mark and now Nathan Purden. So either result would have got the job done. Mark, good morning. Thank you for joining us on the show. Uh, congratulations from us all. And did you actually see that race or actually even know you were on 2,499 domestic New Zealand wins? Well, good morning, everyone. Um, no, I didn't actually know till uh, till the, I watched the race and then left for the Auckland meeting up here. Um, so I watched the race on TV and then uh, then left. So uh, it was a good call by Matt Cross, and uh, I enjoyed the I enjoyed the listen. So uh, not knowing that I was was on that, um, it, it was great. So yeah. so they're, they're coming up the straight, and Matt announces that, and that's the first time you've you've thought that you're on <laughs> two thousand four hundred and ninety nine wins. Yes, yeah, I was completely unaware of it, like, um, but you know, it's a wonderful achievement, very proud of it. What's your best guess, and I know you've got no idea, but I'm going to have fun asking you this, what's your best guess on how many winners you've trained in Australia? Oh, <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't have any idea, I suppose it'd be, would it be 150 or roundabout? It'd be a few. <laughs> Yes, yes, yeah. When you hear a number like that, Mark, and obviously you've been in racing since you were a little kid, obviously your dad is a Hall of Fame trainer, your late dad, your brother is a Hall of Fame trainer, um, your brother-in-law is a Hall of Fame driver. But when you hear a number like that, two and a half thousand, what does it do? Is it something you're proud of? Is it something you're stunned about? How does it make you feel thinking that each win brings joy and pleasure to punters, to owners. To, it's a moment in New Zealand racing, every single entity of a win, and you have had 2,500 of them. Yes. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a wonderful achievement in New Zealand. Like, um, you know, people who have provided with more racing opportunities have, have, have done it, obviously, in Australia and, and, and sort of around the world. But... Uh, to do it here in New Zealand, I think it's a great achievement, and I think I joined Barry in, in that in that number. So uh, it's nice to be up there with him. Mark, congratulations! Uh, a magnificent achievement, and clearly Group Ones is where it's at. And you've had two hundred and thirty-seven of those, and the race where it's at is the IRT New Zealand Cup. When we wind our, uh, the memory banks back a little bit to 
Alva Colo and, and what he was able to achieve in 95, 96, and you were, I think, about 30 at that stage, and your late mate John Seaton was uh, involved in, in that horse. Um, it took you nearly 20 years to win another cup, and, and now you've won eight as a trainer. It just shows you how difficult that period was and, and the quality of horse we had on the track because the New Zealand Cup is still number one, isn't it? It is, Greg. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, it's not an easy race to win. But, uh, you know, when you look at the horses that have done it over the last, say, 10 or 12 years, so they, they have been special horses. So, uh, you know, it, it's the number one race to win and it's still still number one, in my opinion. Mark, half a dozen winning drives in the race, just one shy of Ricky May's uh, record. What pushes the buttons for you these days? You're now in training partnership with one of your sons, Nathan, and Michael's uh, at the stable as well. Is it setting things up for the future for them? Is that's what driving you? Because not only have you won everything Australasia-wise, you've won it multiple times. So what's the motivation now? Yeah, it is that, Greg. It's... Um giving Nathan more responsibility and, and Mike a little bit more as well but um, yeah sort of handing the reins over and they're so young and they've got the energy to, to do a bigger team and we'll do a big team and and, um, and keep things ticking along so um, you know very very pleased to have them on board and, and with the rest of the team that have been loyal to us as well so uh, yeah, looking to the future but my, my role sort of going to change a little bit and with with the thoroughbreds aboard, I'm really looking forward to the challenge of training them next, you know, starting sort of next June, July. Yep, we're looking forward to seeing uh, what you're able to achieve with them too. Just back to Friday night, and I know Mick's going to speak to you shortly about what happened at Alexandra Park. Uh, no matter what returned, first up from the Oaks, and she was quite outstanding, and you had a better's delight filly. First up, fortify her name, owned by your Leviathan owner and Jean Feast, and well, she couldn't have gone any better. Plug's still in, home in 27-3, and she looks a filly uh, of immense ability. So Nathan doing the business down here in Christchurch, I know that you want to see him get some credit for uh, all the work he's been doing with those horses. Oh, yes, absolutely, yeah. And, and uh, he finished the night very proud of, of his achievements, too, and quite rightly so. So, um, you know, he's been doing um, most of the work with these horses for a little while, and... Uh, yeah, it was it was wonderful and wonderful to watch for me and and uh, knowing that you know the show will still go on. Okay, Mark, let's head to Alexandra Park on Friday night where there were heats, more or less heats of the uh, of the Derby. It was a lead up race, a size stakes race, and of course there was the Ken Brickin, uh, sorry, the Peter Brickin Memorial, Peter Brickin Memorial. Firstly, let's just catch up on that size stakes heat. It's the crucial lead up race to this week's Derby. Down the back in a 29-4. Across the top they come. Sooner the better. Hard to run down. To its outside is Sherlock. Sinbad in the trail. Further back, Mr. President. Out wider on the track. Widening up is Merlin. Sooner the better. Coming after it out wide. Here's Merlin. Sprinting down centre track. And still there in the centre. Sherlock lifts. Sherlock's brave. Sherlock wins. Over sooner the better. Then followed Merlin. Oh, Bruce Sherwin. With a wonderful call there on the size stakes heat. It leads up to the Derby. That's this Friday night. Mark, I watched that video a few times, and at the 250, you appeared to be in trouble. He was hanging. Merlin was sweeping. But he really found another gear in the last 100 metres, Sherlock. 
is this a horse who's right in the zone? Because he seems to be even a better horse than he was November, December last year. Yes, quite possibly is. He's always felt he's he's had the ability and probably at that time just a little bit overshadowed by Don't Stop Dreaming and, and Merlin. But um, Friday night, he, you know, I, I felt confident he'd go a good race. I didn't know whether he'd beat Merlin or not, but, um, um, you know, I, I was moved him round. I think that was the right right time to be on the move and, and got round. And he was lovely and kind just outside the leader. He was a little awkward round the last corner and just got a little bit rocky just prior to turning in. So once he sort of got balanced up and I was able to, you know, to pull the plugs and say, come on, boy, let's go. And at that stage, I thought Merlin was going to go right by me, but... He did lift. He really impressed me the way he did lift, and you know Merlin didn't sort of take any ground off him when I when I asked him for that. Is he a horse who, if he draws well on the Derby and those barrier draws are tomorrow, he could have the gate speed to be used and get to the top, which is the place so many Derbies are won from. Uh, yes, he's got the gate speed. He's a, he, um, he's leading one of the one of the major races in Christchurch one day from a good draw. So uh, he does have gate speed, um, uh, but he's, he's, he's versatile too, Mick. So, uh, you know, he, he, he doesn't really have to lead, but um, I'm sure being in front wouldn't worry him. Kyle is what Millwood Nike is, the perfect 10 mark when you think of some of the, the great fillies, you and Natalie and, and uh, Grant Payne going... Um, where does she sit? Because she seems to have everything that you could possibly want in a quality racehorse, and more than that, she's always looked like an Oaks-type filly with her length and her stride length. Um, it looks perfect for her this week. Yes, yes. She's got a lot of bottom to her. She's got speed and great gait. And, you know, she's just got everything to uh, the great horses have, so... Yeah, look, I'm looking forward to the Oaks with her, and I think it'll be a different run race. And um, you know, I thought she, she is strong, so I, I'm sure the distance will suit her. Mark, uh, looking forward to the race by Grins. You've had your challenges with Self Assured, only a minor setback, and uh, Akuta. You're doing some maintenance with now too. Are you still of the mind that they're heading in the right direction, particularly Self Assured for the defence of his race? But the favourite for the race by Grins is Akuta, so. The punters would like to know where you think they're at. Yes, well, initially on Friday, I had our vet Barb Hunter out to look at Akuta, and we thought we might be better just to do the maintenance early next week. But um, he, he did train great yesterday, and um, and uh, and then he jogged good and sound this morning. So um, just talking to, to Barb this morning, we sort of we're going to review things and, and train him in the morning and make a call then. So. At this stage, he's not out of it, and, um, and and we've still got time up our sleeves to do that maintenance sort of after he races next Friday if we choose to go ahead with that. So um, that's my preference. I'd like to get him there, and um, as I say, I was, I was wrapped with his training yesterday. One horse who will be there, Mark, is self-assured, who bizarrely is almost an underrated horse for a horse who's won a New Zealand Cup, two Auckland Cups, a race by Grins and New Zealand free for all. He, he doesn't seem to have a glamour tag about him, Mark. I'm not sure why that is. is do, you, do you sort of feel that? I mean, he has a record, 
up there with some of the best horses you've ever had, but you very rarely hear the word champion associated with Selfish Short. Yeah, no, you don't. No, he just no, he just tends to fly under the radar. But, you know, he's probably going to be vulnerable this week, but he'll still go good. And uh, and I'm sure, you know, the re- lead-up race before before the race, uh, he, he'll be spot on. So, um, you know, he's, he's in a good place at the moment. He's good and sound and, and very happy and, and uh, doing his work well. Mark, we haven't seen the two-year-olds uh, out for you and Nathan yet. And I know it's very early days because the season's not what it used to be. Do you have a two-year-old bowling around at home who gives you a good feel at this stage? I'm not saying it's going to be your best two-year-old because that may not be decided till December. But do you have one or two for our listeners just to squirrel away so they've got something to look forward to when these two-year-old races start? Um. I can't really tip you into one yet. There's one, well, I don't know his racing name, but he's by Vincent and he's owned by Gene Feast. Um, but he's one I, I, I do do quite like. Um, he's had a week off and he's back on track now. So, uh, yeah, if you could watch out for him, I'm, I'm sure he'll be one that'll do a nice job for us. Mark, we appreciate your time this morning. And here's a question completely without notice. So, therefore, we'll get an emotional answer rather than a statistical answer. When you look back on 2,500 wins in New Zealand, and let's make it 150 to 200 in Australia, what's a win that you loved? Not a win that you enjoyed or was satisfied. What was a moment of victory on a racetrack anywhere that you loved, that made your chest swell up, that made you proud, or that you just enjoyed that moment? What was a win that means something to you when you hear a sentence and a question like that? Uh, I'd say um, off the cuff, I'd say it was Smolder winning the Inter Dominion final, and uh, of course my good mate Neil, who who hadn't been, you know, was having health issues at the time and hadn't made it over. You know, I just knew he'd be just so emotional, and uh, even afterwards he told me he even had a little cry, <laughs> which is a pretty big thing for Neil if you know Neil. <laughs> and uh, so that was that was a really touching win. And a hell of a performance too, Mark. He wasn't exactly a Gloucester Park horse, was he? No, he wasn't. And it was just, a, you know, lucky enough he drew the outside and he was, he was a forgotten horse really with the punters. And um, But, you know, the race, the way the race was won, it just turned it round and, and, uh, and, and, and he was tough too. So, you know, made the move on my own and, and made, the, made the front down the back. And, and of course, he was always going to be hard because he was such a great stayer. Mark, it's been a hell of a body of work. It's nowhere near finished. Um, we'll see you at Alexandra Park to chase a few more Group 1s this week. But thank you for joining us on Trot's Talk this morning. And from everybody who sat at a pub tab, in their car listening to races, have been to Addington on Cup Day or have been in their lounge enjoying a win with their friends over the journey of the 2,500 plus, uh, we thanks for all the work that goes into those because we know it's uh, it's not an easy project and every single horse is a different entity. No, thanks very much, Mick. Well, I've enjoyed the journey too and I hope it goes on for some time yet.